All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. Hola, señoritas. Hola, como esta usted? Oh, muy bien. You too? Ah, uh, si, sí, si. Sí. I feel like I need a margarita now, damn. <laughs> Well, that's the extent of my knowledge, so we're done with the conversation. <laughs> All right. Oh, no bueno. I know what that means. It means no good. I did. Welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. You've now had 30 seconds of things you probably didn't need to know. In a language you might not know. <laughs> and if you do know it and we slaughtered it, our sincerest apologies. I also, I also um, wanted to say... And I was going to cover this on the last episode at the end, and I forgot. One of Johanna's tidbits was the NyQuil chicken challenge. Do not try it at home. Do not, do not, do not try that at home. Yes, thank you. We do not advocate for it. We just don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. And I just want anybody to walk away with the thought that oh, God, we thought no. it was funny. It's oh, no, not. no. I mean, I, I feel like we tried to convey that during the tidbit. I just wanted to reiterate it. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm Hannah Green. I'm Mary Swartz. I'm Lynn Samuels. The effervescent Lynn Samuels. With yes. With the most freaking amazing hair out of any woman I've ever met in my lifetime. Wow, that got quiet. Battle shooter up. It's better than diamonds. <laughs> Thank you, Ron White. Battle <laughs> shooter up. Oh, Lynn, what are you drinking today? Uh, I I'm headed after Mary's comment. I'm headed for the tequila straight out of the bottle. Rubbing <laughs> <laughs> tequila now. All right. She has a bottle of tequila and a long straw. No, just out, out by the neck, just guzzle, chug. Brown bag and all? No, I'm in my house. I don't need no brown bag. I don't Straight need no stinky bag. <laughs> well, today, Mary and I are drinking. This is a, a local Michigan brand we've enjoyed in the past. It's called Farm Fresh Wine Company. They're out of Omina, Michigan. We haven't tried this flavor. It's de-frickin-licious, but you won't like it. Oh, okay. All right. I appreciate you warning me. This is a new one that I picked up for us. This is mango Moscato. It is really nice. Super, super nice. Oh, it smells lovely. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you, everybody who's joining us and listening to us. Ooh. Told you you wouldn't like it. Ooh. Wow. All right. My fun fact of the week. You ready? Yes. Ready. In 2016, a student was in an art museum in Scotland and I don't know why you would take this into the art museum, but the student left a pineapple there. He left a pineapple behind. Two days later, it had been placed in a glass case as an exhibit. That's hilarious. That's freaking hilarious. Oh, my God. That yeah. is. Now, I don't know why, you, unless you had the intention to see if that would happen. I don't know why you would take a pineapple, but we also don't live in Scotland. They do things differently there. I kind of feel like you were... There was that kind of thought. What happens if I leave a pineapple in a museum? I'd have made a margarita out of it personally, but that's just me. Pina colada, please. All right. 
Okay, next. Did you know? No. Maybe. Southwest Airlines flies people with illnesses to hospitals free of charge. It's called the Medical Transportation Grant Program, and it partners with nonprofit and children's hospitals to provide complimentary round-trip tickets for patients and their caregivers. It started in 1971, and they have provided more than $23 million worth of flights. What is it with you and all the good new people? I don't know. They have actually provided flights for more than a million passengers. That is actually freaking amazing. That is. Why did Johanna go before me? (laughs) Yeah, because now, yeah, yeah. Would you like me to start previewing her things and say, all right, Lynn, slide it in real quick. Get it in. Get it in. Get it in quick. I'm not going to talk about sliding it in real quick. Okay. <laughs> yes. Please tell me this has nothing to do with a truck full of sex toys and lube. Nope. This has to do with a teratoma. Okay. A teratoma is a rare tumor that can contain different types of tissue, like bone, teeth, muscles, or hair. Isn't this like when you were supposed to be a twin, but the twin got absorbed into your body? Yeah, it is. It is. It, it, it is. But you can have a teratoma. That occasionally happens when they have that little thing that's born and it has. But it's not a person at all. It is really just. It's just a tumor. <laughs> no, thank I you, Arnold. <laughs> I was oh. thanking everybody today. Everybody. <laughs> They are mostly found in ovaries, testicles, and tailbones, and they can be benign or cancerous. So, yeah, you can have a tumor and it has, like, hair or teeth. But, yes, you can when you give birth occasionally. That does happen, and I forget the odds of that happening. But they did talk about when babies are born and there's, like, a second, but it's really a tumor, not a not a absorbed thing. Okay. All right. So, I think if we ever travel to Colorado, this needs to be one of our stops. Okay. A campaign that was encouraging kids to play outdoors broke a Guinness World Record by creating a 4.37-mile-long hopscotch course. Oh, I did see this. Generation Wild Colorado, which is a campaign created by the Great Outdoors to encourage outdoor play, created the hopscotch course near the swim beach at Chatfield State Park. Uh, The hopscotch course is open to the public. Yeah, how cool is that? It is freaking amazing. Yeah, that is awesome. I thought that was so, so cool. Okay. Um, and because Johanna brought up trucks and accidents. Yes. Some California drivers got a saucy surprise in their Monday morning commute after a truck hit the center divider on Interstate 80, slathering several lanes in crushed tomatoes. Oof. The accident, which happened around 5 a.m., and 5 a.m. is probably a better time than like 8 or 8.30. Oh, I know, right? Um, caused heavy traffic, but no injuries. Like the tomatoes, like just came out of all their containers and were just like everywhere on the highway. It took several hours for the State Department of Transportation workers to clear and reopen all lanes of the highway. No injuries were reported. Oh, thank God. That's a saucy story, Mary. Hell yes, it is. Yes. Wow. Hmm. Anything else? I have nothing today. Okay. I got one more then. Okay. We're going to try to top Johanna's little heart-wrenching thing. Oh, okay. A member of the San Diego Zoo's African penguin colony has been fitted with orthopedic footwear to help it deal with a degenerative 
foot condition. Okay. Four-year-old penguin's name is Lucas. He has lesions on his feet due to a chronic condition known as bumblefoot, which uh, members of the avian family are known for. If left, I have, helped, I have actually helped treat bumblefoot on chickens. Have you really? Yes. That's really yes, cool. That's what it looks like. Yes, and it would not be fun. It is not a fun thing. So, if yes. it's not treated, it leads to sepsis and death by infection, which is not a good way to go. So the zoo's wildlife care specialist uh, contacted an organization called Therapaw, which creates rehabilitative and assistive products for animals with special needs, which I think is totally amazing. Therapaw created custom shoes made of neoprene and rubber to prevent pressure sores from developing when Lucas stands and walks. Aww. Yeah. So That's very cool. penguin story. So <clears throat> Mary. Yeah. Do you remember last year when we went on vacation and you wouldn't let me bring the goats home? And you wouldn't let me bring the goats home? And we went to the to the police museum in Pennsylvania. Yes, that was we, super cool. Yes, but do you remember the parking lot when we came out? Yes, the spotted lantern flies. I just want you to know that I recently saw a headline about how the spotted lantern flies are a problem again this year, and it made me have these horrible flashbacks of us smashing all these lantern flies as we walked because they were literally everywhere. Hundreds of them everywhere. everywhere. Like you walk and they're just covering everything. Yes. So PSA. For anyone who lives in the U.S., I don't know if lantern flies are an issue outside of the U.S., but do some research, look up pictures, see what they look like. They are invasive and they destroy crops. So they are very you, beautiful, though. They're beautiful, but they, they are invasive and they do destroy crops. And they are literally hundreds of them, hundreds and hundreds of them. Thousands. So They if, look like a moth. They are, but yeah. they're pretty. They're, they're very pretty. pretty. Yeah. So if you see them, please walk, smush them as you walk because they're bad. <clears throat> yeah. There you go. My PSA for the day. Okay. You guys thought I was being all heartwarming. I'm now encouraging animal slaughter. Wow. Wow. I think she just switched sides on us there. <laughs> I know. I know. Alrighty. Do you have a story for us today? It's called a social lubricant. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what alcohol is? I wrote this for you, Hannah. It's about the truck that uh, that uh, drops sex dolls everywhere. No, sex toys. <clears throat> sex lube. toys and lube. And lube. All right. Microbreweries are everywhere. Most people have tried a few. Some have tried more than a few. And other people will now drink nothing but microbrewery products. Okay. <clears throat> Sometimes a brewery has to go way, way out there to be recognized and remembered. And that's what we're talking about today. The first one we're going to talk about is the world's most potent beer. Started in 1999 with Sam Adams Utopia, which clocked in at 21% alcohol by volume. Holy cow. Last year, the title was topped by Brewmeister's Brewery's Armageddon, which contained 65%. Which to me is insane because to me, once you once your alcohol content gets that high, your flavor goes down the tube. Well, Brewmeister has now upped to their game by announcing Snake Venom, which is 135 proof, which is stronger than most hard liquors that we consume. Right. Now, Brewmeister's located in the... Pardon me? It doesn't even sound 
like something I'd want to try. Like, why? It sounds like it's going to taste like lighter food yeah. to me. That's all I can think. Yeah. You got nothing yeah. but alcohol. I mean, going by what we know, when you up the alcohol, because that's what our dad kind of wanted when he made homemade wine, was, yeah, you lose your flavor. Um, so Brewmeister is located in the United Kingdom. And according to their website, snake venom is brewed with a smoked peated malt using a beer yeast and a champagne yeast, which are very different. It is frozen several times during the fermentation process, and the ice crystals are removed, which concentrates the alcohol, the flavor, and the body of the beer. Now, one bottle of snake venom will run you $80, and that's a normal 11-ounce bottle, and that's if you can even find it. Each bottle comes with a warning tag, uh, and last time I checked, it was on sale for $48.80 for an 11-ounce bottle. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, number two. The only beer sold in dead animals. Excuse me? You're excused. Did That's you? disgusting. If you're looking for something with a nice blend of weirdness and a package certain to catch the eye of your guests, you try to get your hands on Brew Dogs, the end of history. It's a 55% beer that was released in 2010 that sold for the absurd price. The cheap end was $609. The high price was 852 bottles. But you weren't just paying for potency. The End of History was a special limited edition Belgium Blonde Ale. They only made 12 bottles. They were all contained within the taxidermied body of a squirrel, a hare, or a weasel. People called it the perfect conceptual marriage between art, taxidermy, and craft beer. No thank you. God. No thank you. If I'm not paying $80 for a bottle, I'm sure it's all not paying hundreds of dollars for a bottle. Now... In 2016, The End of History was re-released in Ohio as an exclusive beer for their Equity for Punks USA shareholders who had invested more than $20,000 into the brewery. For $20,000, you got one bottle of beer, a dead animal, and a small stake in the company. When I visited their website, I noticed that they're having a sale on a mystery 24-pack of beer. For $30.39, you will receive a surprise package containing four Six packs of beer of their choice. So 24 cans of beer. Bottles. Of their choice. So yeah, I'm their thinking choice. it's the beer that they couldn't sell. That they're like, hey, we Probably got not the $609 beer either. Okay, I just had this thought. Imagine if you were to start going to the grocery store and you know where the clearance rack is? Yes. Instead of being able to buy, <clears throat> oh, look at this bottle of wine that's on clearance. You just had brown bags that simply said six items. Here's the price. Depends on the price as to whether I tried it or not. You know, like, like, a, you know, do you remember when the, I don't know if they still do, but the dollar stores used to do like grab bags and you like, it would say for a boy or for a girl yeah. and for a dollar, you buy one and yeah. the kids would get some kind of surprise. Imagine if grocery stores started doing that. Oh, when you open your own grocery store, you can do that. I think I'm going to go to work and have that discussion with my boss. Ooh, there you go. Health Hut grab bags. I feel like there was a website, and it was put on by Blind Brothers, and it might still be out there. And you, because blind people can't always see what they're getting, you ordered something online, and it was a mystery, and you got something. I think I remember this, and you just tell them, like, this is how much I want to spend, and then they send you an item. I'm a little scared of all that. I think it sounds fantastic. We could do this. Wow. 
come up with a clever people can go on our website tell us how much they'd like to spend we will mail them a random item okay you wanted to clean out your house didn't you i'm working it's on it two blind brothers and it's called shop will you shop blind oh yeah that might make an interesting story lynn yep uh let's see uh you can pay 34 39 or 69 or definitely 99 or 199. well i think you should do a story on that i think that would be interesting great okay let's move on the world's oldest beer recipe and it's difficult to quantify that title because humans have been brewing since about 9500 bc um, the oldest brew anyone has it has been able to replicate comes from a 5,000-year-old recipe. The beer was recreated as a joint experiment between archaeologists from the University of Chicago and brewmasters from the Great Lakes Brewing Company here in Michigan. To keep things as authentic as possible, they used recreations of ancient tools and ceramic fermentation pots. They malted the barley on a roof, and they hired a baker to create a yeast source as similar as they could to the kind that they used back in those times. They also refrained from using modern cleaning methods to clear natural bacteria that grows in the pots that they used. Hmm. Now, researchers think that they recreated the beer just right, but when they tasted it, they found that it's far too sour for modern-day tastes. And they said it almost tastes more like a vinegar than our modern beer. Well, obviously, beer has changed a lot. So the brewer hopes to give it another try. Um, they're going to add some additions from that time period, like dates and honey. Try to get rid of some of the overwhelming sour flavor. And if they're successful, you might just get to try a 5,000-year-old beer recipe for yourself, courtesy of the Great Lakes Brewing Company, which is located in Holland, Michigan. All right. The world's oldest intact beer, five, um, five bottles of beer were discovered in a shipwreck back in 2011. The shipwreck dated back to the early 1800s, and four professional taste testers opened the beers and found the beer to taste very old, a little acidic with some burnt notes. Now, one of the salvagers happened to be a microbrewery owner, who wants to work with the taste tester and scientists to resurrect the formula that they found. So if that happens, the brewery it will come from is located on the Island Islands between Finland and Sweden. And they say it is well worth the trip to go that far to try beer. Wow. They could name it Shipwreck. Ooh, yes, they could. Plenty of brewers claim to put a bit of themselves in their bottles, but only ro rogue ales... The beard beer takes that no, idea quite no, so literally. No, no, don't don't do this to us. No. My dog says no too. Hang on. Yes, this coming from the woman who used the phrase milk the butt. Uh-huh. As the name implies, the beer is created thanks to a beard, specifically the beard of the company's master brewer, John Mayer. Company is looking for a new source of yeast when someone joked that Mayor's beard might be a perfect place to grow yeast. And sure enough, the beard can grow yeast and it grows quite great yeast. The beer first went on sale April 1st, 2013, and some newspapers reported it as an April Fool's joke, but indeed it was not. And in 2015, it was named as the official drink of No Shave November. Wow. No, thank you, November. 
Well, you're not a big beer drinker anyway. Even if it was wine, I don't want somebody's beard hairs in my beer. Just growing the yeast in their hair. No, that's, no, thank you. Okay. Do you want beer that has ingredients that are out of this world, literally? Then you can actually have two options. Sapporo Space Barley features barley corn that was cultivated on the International Space Station. Interesting. The 2009 limited edition beer was released in 256 packs that sold for about $100 each. And proceeds were used to support charitable science education for Japanese children, which I think is kind of cool. They held a lottery to determine who would receive the right to purchase that beer, which I, again, think that's pretty cool. Alternatively, Dogfish Head Brewery's Celeste Jewel Ale contains dust from lunar meteorites. Huh. If you're wondering why, pardon me? That seems I don't know, unhealthy, unsafe, unsanitary. Um, the meteorites are mostly minerals and salts. Oh. The dust aids the fermentation process. So the meteorites were crushed into dust and steeped like tea in a rich multi-Octoberfest. Now, for anyone who's interested, you can only get this space beer from the company's Rehoboth Beach Pub. But on the upside, if you did make it out there, you found that it was served in a koozie made from the same material as the astronaut's space suit. Oh. However, this was a unique experience for anyone who got it, but you could only drink the beer at the bar under the watchful eyes of the bartenders because they wanted the koozies back. Celeste Jewel Ale was made in a limited edition batch in October of 2013, and I didn't really find that they'd made it since then. Well, it's not like there's an abundant supply of lunar, lunar meteorites. This is true. All right. Um, I know this topic has been covered. Beer pre-digested by elephants. It's not actually the beer. It's the coffee beans that are used in the beer. So they're using black ivory coffee. Yes, to make they beer. are. Gotcha. Yes, they are. All right. So the coffee uses elephants to digest the coffee beans. The elephants poop out the beans. It's not milk. They poop. It's made into coffee. I would love to. I think I might be willing to pay money to see someone milk an elephant's butt. <laughs> um, once the elephants poop it out, it's made into coffee. And at that point in time, the coffee is brewed into St. Gallen's Un Kono Kuro. And reviewers say it's actually quite delicious with a strong bitter taste. Followed by a wave of sweetness and a mellow body. Only 1,000 pounds of this coffee are produced each year. The Unknown Brewing Company debuted this beer in 2018, saying that it's imperial sweet stout brewed with Tongan vanilla and black ivory coffee, two of the rarest beans in the world. This limited edition sold out within minutes. It was $100 a bottle. So if you want to get your hands on some elephant poop beer, you're going to have to get your hands dirty and start from scratch. <laughs> Gross. Number nine is the most child-friendly beer. Really? Hello. Is Hello. really even a thing, child-friendly beer? I know. I'm I trying to figure this one out. What are we making it out of? Hello Kitty has created a series of fruit-flavored brews adorned with Hello Kitty. They come in sweet flavors like peach, passion fruit, banana. They have about half the alcohol of a Budweiser. One reviewer said the flavor tastes like Fanta with a beer aftertaste. Gross. It is produced by Beck's Beer, which is famous for its green bottles. The beer came out in 2013, and they only sold it in China. 
All right. It is said they are incredibly smooth and non-beer-like, so it's real easy to overindulge. It is said that this beer is like drinking a very fruity chimay. A what? Chimay. I don't oh, know what yeah. that... Okay. What, what is chimay? I have no idea if you're asking me. I was being funny when I said... Oh, no. I think I've had a raspberry chimay. Because she said chimay like everyone is it knows C-H-I-M-A-Y? what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hang on. Things we don't need to know, but we're about to find out. So Chimay Brewery is actually in Belgium. It's a, a monastery brewery. All of their ales are called Chimay. Yeah. Uh, apparently so Chimay is a type of Belgian beer. Okay. Okay. Um, so anyway, this Hello Kitty beer was still being sold as late as 2020 with the newest flavor of apple pie a la mode, a vanilla cream ale, which I would have been more than willing to try. I would, but who's their audience with Hello Kitty? I don't get it. I don't know. It's really only Isn't sold. It's only sold in China, so I don't know. It's definitely not. Oh, maybe maybe adults. That's a big thing, even with the adults. Like, it, it might oh. be. You have you to know, drink it wearing a furry costume. <laughs> um, I'm thinking that they probably don't have a drinking age over there. I don't, I don't know. know, but a lot of countries don't. So then you can do that. Teenagers. I don't know. Might. All right. Let's cover some strange beer flavors. Okay. Mama Mia pizza beer. A homebrewing accident resulted in this beer in the May of 2007. This brew is made with an American yeast instead of a Saison. It is made with fresh tomatoes and plenty of pizza spices in the mash to enhance the flavor. This brew, this beer was brewed by the Pizza Brewing Company in St. Charles, Illinois. And the concoction was actually stopped in 2013 when they introduced Not Your Father's Hard Root Beer, which took over the production line of Mamma Mia Pizza Beer. Now, now I like beer with pizza, but I don't think I want I don't want them together. To I don't want them together. The best part of waking up is the Funky Buddha's maple bacon coffee beer in your cup. Ugh, that doesn't even sound good. Now, I personally do like a maple bacon coffee, but the beer, I don't think so. I would try it. Debuting in 2010, this complete diner-style breakfast in a glass now has its own festival, which is held every year in January in Oakland Park, Florida. The Voodoo Donut Coffee Chocolate Peanut Butter Banana Ale. That's in case you can't decide between chocolate, peanut butter, banana, a donut, or a beer. And anytime people say something's banana flavored, all I can think is mm. like those runts or Laffy Taffy and yeah. Yeah. throw up a little in my mouth. Uh, yeah. Rube Ale Brew came out with this, and this brew does not seem to have made the cut. The ratings were very poor um, with overwhelming artificial flavorings, topping the list of dislikes. The banana oversweetness did not blend with the bitterness at the end. They said the chocolate and peanut butter flavors were nowhere to be found and even free. I would never have tried this nasty sounding concoction. Yeah, no thanks. Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout is made with Colorado-based malts, roasted barley, seven specialty malts, Styrian Golding's hops, and 25 pounds of freshly sliced and roasted testicles. The beer came to life in 2012 after the enthusiastic response to an April Fool's Day spoof video in which Winecoop Brewery claimed to have made the beer. Viewers were so eager to try the beer, the brewery decided to accommodate them and release the brew in October of that year. 
As of 2019, the Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout was still being produced in small batches. No, thank you. I'm going to pass. Porterhouse Brewing Company came out with the Oyster Stout, which is brewed with oysters that are shucked directly into the brew tank for the silky, salty finish. It's a dry Irish stout that balances with the sweetness of the oysters. They still sell it today at their tap rooms. Porterhouse does warn that this beer is not suitable for vegetarians. Located in Ireland, Porterhouse is very proud to be a verified member of Origin Green, which means their spent grain is used by local farmers as cattle feed. Their spent hops are used locally as mulch. They have their own regulated wastewater treatment facility on site, and all of their brewing equipment is energy efficient, which I think is all pretty cool. Coconut curry, Hefeweizen, New Belgian Brewery's innovative brew, Lips of Faith, combines the sweetness of coconut, the spicy flavor of curry, and a hint of Johanna's favorite, the banana. Oh, God. Now, don't forget the cinnamon, the coriander, the fenugreek, the ginger, the kefir limes, and the cayenne pepper. It's eclectic. The company called it an experiment, and it was designed for those who like a lot of flavor and spice in their brews. I'm going to say that's a hard pass for me. Yeah, thank you. Smart Mouth Brewery came out with the Saturday Morning IPA. It's a Lucky Charms-themed IPA. I was going Fruit Loops. Wow. They used toasted marshmallows and cereal marshmallows in the mash. The result is supposed to remind drinkers of Saturday morning spent planted in front of the TV, downing bowl after bowl of sugary cereal during their marathon cartoon session. The IPA is one of four in the nostalgically ridiculous line that will be re-released in March of 2022. So along with Saturday morning, you can choose Caveman Confetti, made with Fruity Pebble cereal, Sticky Bricks Blonde Ale, inspired by Marshmallow Puff Rice Snacks, or Saturday Night Imperial Stout, which is brewed with pizza crust and potato chips and topped off with malted milk balls, aged in bourbon barrels on top of Oreo cookies. This sounds disgusting. Hard pass on all of those. Thank you. The the breakfast thing, I have, um, I'm drinking something called Big Blue Band. It is um, blueberry vanilla beer. And the first time I tasted it, I looked at Brennan, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I am drinking um, Fruit Loops. Wow. I like it. For some bizarre reason, it tastes like Fruit Loops to me. That's what I totally get when I drink it. I'm like, that was my first thing out of my mouth. Like, it's Fruit Loops. I'm drinking Fruit Loops in beer form. So I might try those ones. Okay. Okay. Next to last, we have Havalure by Steggy Brewery. Now, Steggy's beer combines two of nature's finest resources, pure Icelandic water and whale testicles smoked in sheep dung. Because whale testicles aren't gross enough. Glad I don't drink beer. I think Johanna just threw up on my table. Oh, my God. The uh, sheep shit adds a smoke to the brew, while the whale testicles, they only use one massive whale testicle per batch, helps give the brown beer its porter-like flavor. This is a very controversial beer. The testicles come from the endangered fin whale, and the brewery gets their testicles from a company that is the only one in Iceland allowed to harvest the fin whale. Um, yeah, that's a big, big no for me. <clears throat> let's, let's leave the whales alone. So the Steggy Brewery is family-owned 
Havilur is banned in the United Kingdom due to its ingredients, but to get around this, Stegery created Havilur 2, which is made with the testicles of rams instead of whales. The brewery has recently added sour whale beer, which is whale testicles, cured in kombucha. I like kombucha, but we're not going there. That's <clears throat> disgusting. And not ethical. And not nice. No, you're right. Not nice at all. Mm-hmm. Brewing beer in Colorado since 1995, the Twisted Pine Brewing Company brings you the ghost face killer. This brew only has a 5.2% ABV, but thanks to the six chili peppers used in brewing it, <laughs> the beer might just blow your head off. Oh my God. Oh, that's just wild. There's the ghost pepper, Serrano, the jalapeno, the habanero, the Fresno, and Anaheim peppers are all in this beer. The company says it's utter agony for most, but absolutely euphoria for a fiery few. Some people say that this beer is a direct descendant from hell. So whether you take your beer light or dark, plain or flavored, in a glass or can, alone or with friends, let's all raise our glasses to this amazing beverage that is reason, that is the reason that beer goggles came to be. Oh my God. Salute. I'm going to stick with my wine. <laughs> yep. Wow. Nice. Yep. good. <clears throat> yep, yep, yep. I didn't think anybody could top Hannah's story from last week, but I feel like that one, that tugged at the heartstrings a little, Mary. I'm not sure who she's listening to, but okay. <laughs> I know, I'm thinking, what the hell story did she hear today? I don't know. I was just trying to be funny. Never mind, that one was a fail. I'll rip that card up. Okay. <laughs> no applause, please. No applause. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Absolutely. We love having you, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Stay mischievous. Bye. We here at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know really appreciate the time you spent with us today. Hopefully, you learned something unusual today. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know or at tmsidntk at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at TMSIDNTK, which are the initials for the title. Suggestions, ideas, comments, corrections, send them our way. We take them all. If you enjoyed your short stop with us, please feel free to follow the podcast. Leave us a rating and review. That lets us know how we're doing and helps others to find us. This podcast is hosted by a couple of sisters who research, write, and edit their own stories. All other editing and production is done by Mary Swartz. And the original artwork was created by Hannah Green. One of the greatest storytellers of all time in country music, Tom T. Hall. Oh, in some of my songs, I have casually mentioned the fact that I like to drink beer. Now this little song, it's more to the point. Roll out the barrel and lend me your ears, I like beer. Makes me a jolly good fellow, I like beer. It helps me unwind, sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes me feel mellow. Oh, that is so pretty, isn't that beautiful? Whiskey's too rough, champagne costs too much, and that vodka puts my mouth in gear. Oh, this little refrain should help me explain as a matter of fact.
Yes, we like beer. Yes, we like beer. 